Oh, well, just wait until we get into it, Seth, because um, I don't think you understand. fucking into it. No, I don't understand. <clears throat> Clear it up for me, Mark. Here we go. You Clear ready? it up for me. No, I'm not fucking ready. I hate this. <laughs> I, I'm 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 getting. It's always up. more fun when you get to trash something you don't like, though. It it yeah yeah. I mean, I gotta admit, the first time we went over Toby Keith and we went over a song, and I'm like, well, we should be doing lyrics to go. We should be lyrics to fucking keep because I was so happy the first time we did it. I was like, God damn it, I love this fucking song. How stupid it is, right? But it feels good. Nope, none of that on this one. Mm-mm. No, just throw all that shit out the fucking door. Hatred send it back to. Through. Wherever he fucking came from. God damn it. Well, we're going to talk all about it. I'm sure we will. Oh, God. Hold on. Let me let me fucking straighten <laughs> out my nutsack here. Ugh. He is adjusting his nuts. Yeah, I'm going to get these balls to hang over the edge of this chair. Just I'm going to hang low for just a few minutes here. Ready, Dave? Ready, Dave? <laughs> like we're the fucking chipmunks. God damn. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I am Mark, and I am here with my good friend, my co-host, my my uh, shining light, my beacon of hope. Am I? Seth. How Jesus. are you, Seth? Not, not after what we just went through, man. <laughs> I feel like you can see the heat coming off of me right now, man. <laughs> I can see the heat coming off of it. I, I, I reach down. I need... Between my, my legs, legs move my nuts around. <laughs> I do. I need to be. I need to be straightened out. I need yeah, to be. That's, hey, look, that's what yeah. we're here for. We're we're just a couple of guys. We're just a couple of white cisgendered males recording a podcast in a bedroom. Right now, I need some <laughs> yoga to straighten my fucking ass out because we're just sitting here talking ahead of time about how we're going to talk about Dave Matthews band i'll let mark tell tell you what the song well i mean you can get straightened out but but some people want to be tied up whatever the hell he says i don't know it's some down tie me up or something we're doing crash into me by dave matthews band (laughs) and uh so let's just go ahead and get this out um we are at somewhat of a contrast here i um i have gone from liking dave matthews band to Having respect for them, but not necessarily liking them. Seth cannot stand them, if you can't tell by all of the noises you're hearing. I can just tell you this. When somebody makes the case for they're such good musicians, you know, that's kind of it's it's not always, but it's kind of a red flag for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. I, there's so many bands out there that, and so much music that I love that you do not have to be a great fucking musician in order to make it. Of course, it helps to have fucking chops. It helps. Yeah. But when the basis of the of the of the uh, of the fanship, the fandom of that band is all about, oh, they're just such incredible musicians. It's just it's it's something that makes me go, yeah, yeah. Is there any real substance to what the fuck they're doing? Is there anything really beautiful to what they're doing? I mean, maybe it is. Maybe there is to to one subset of the population. To the to the uh, you know, I don't like to be, um, I don't like to be condescending. I don't like to hold people in contempt. I don't. But sometimes I just hear things, 
and they just they just rub me the wrong way. I hate saying that because you've heard so many people say it just rubs me the wrong way. No, there has got to be an explanation for Are why. Are you talking smack? I'm talking smack. Are you talking smack? Talk- <laughs> Ronnie, go inside and get that switch. No, I'm telling Dave has him, been talking smack. Dave's talking too much smack. I'm not putting up with this shit anymore. Um, there is there's a reason why, and I think this is a good this is a good time for me and you to sit down and figure out why. Why is it that when I hear Dave Matt, is it his voice? Is it the people that listen to him? We're going to figure this shit out, Mark. Yeah. Um, so, well, let's go ahead and get into a Dave Matthews band um, came out. Uh, they formed in 1991. Uh, Dave Matthews himself is from South Africa. Really? Yes. Well, I didn't know that. Um, that's why when you said where he's from, I figured I would drop a little knowledge on you. Um, There's a very interesting, back in my days of liking him a lot, uh, there was a special where he was talking about playing with some musicians in South Africa. I'm not sure exactly when he came to the United States, um, from South Africa, but he talked about going back there and playing music with someone and saying, I'm starving because he was hungry and everyone looked at him and were like, the meaning of starving in South Africa is very, very different oh, I, than the meaning of the word starving in the United States. You know, Americans just take so much. It's it, it's a common thing to hear. We take so much shit for granted. We All do, you got to do is get on that cruise boat and go to the fucking Caribbean and see how good we got it. Well, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, oh, the times were different. And, you know, we just have words that just have different meanings because we have a different way of life here. Yeah. And so words have just kind of um, have eased up in their meaning here as opposed to in a lot of other countries. Yes. And like you said, like taking things for granted. Um, but we don't need to get into too much of a rant about that. Um, I do believe him on that, though. Yeah. yeah. You, you cannot dispute that the musicians in Dave Matthews Band are first class, world class musicians. Stefan Lassard, their bassist, who I think was 19 when he joined the band. I'll... I'll Carter Beaufort is heartburn. one of my favorite drummers, even though I'm not a huge fan. I could watch, I could just watch him drum. He is so ambidextrous. He's so fucking good. And his drumming on this song, I wish we were doing something that had a better drum. I mean, not that it's bad, but um, it, this is a very, you know, kind and calm song. Um, <laughs> Boyd Tinsley, their original. Um, Fiddle player uh-huh. and backing vocalist, I think, was kicked out of the band for um, uh, because someone had said that he had sexually harassed them. Oh, wow. And Leroy Moore, their old saxophone player, died in an ATV accident. Holy shit. Uh, and was replaced. All so kinds of bad juju going on in this band. Yeah, well, when, I, when no, I write just, songs like this. I would like to say please? that that bass player I have seen play on videos like on YouTube and stuff like that. And I won't doubt. I will not take away that guy's chops. And there are some one sweet little second. bass licks in the beginning of the song. Yeah, He's got I mean, some. some neat I don't take stuff away from on. you know I, the technical ability. I don't shit on it. I don't say, oh, who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's a place for it. There's definitely a place for it. Right. Um. I just I just hate when it's when it's when 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 a group of people you know talk about a band it's always brought to the forefront oh their technical ability is so great big fucking deal you know i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not listening to them for their technical ability for and i may be off the mark here as far as you're concerned but i think that this band suffers from a very big case of their fans suck yes there are this is they're very much a college town band they are from virginia um they are very much a college town band and um they have 
very much a puka shell necklace following. <laughs> um, Do you know who I kind of put him in the same league with is like um, uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. Who are not technically proficient, but they're yeah they're fine. Their 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 fan base is kind of annoying. The first song I ever heard from them was "What Would You Say," which features a harmonica solo from one what John Popper, Jonathan Popper, yeah, of uh, Blues Traveler, mm-hmm. and it's all that '90s jam band adjacent. Mm stuff yeah you know we're like john popper find me a better fucking harmonica player incredible but i mean he also fucking is a creep as we have discussed it in in detail on the no nonsense trivia podcast about him creeping on young girls uh talking about how he had a heart attack if you don't know this uh he had a heart attack while he was jerking off and girls were talking about it on Twitter, and he's like, "Oh, you're thinking about me jerking off?" And yeah. got very creepy all of a sudden. Yeah, he's. I very mean, I, I have heard you guys talk about these things. I'm aware of them. When it comes to purely songwriting, and you know, uh, and and I'm taking you know once again the technical proficiency out of this, there are things that I can defend about John Popper, even though he's not one of my favorite songwriters in the world. There are certain things that I could that you could possibly defend. I don't, you know, once again, the technical proficiency when it comes to the uh, harmonica playing. Oh, great. Neato. Great. One harmonica does not a fucking song or record or band make. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, John Popper's got his own problems. Um, I, the f- first line that comes to mind is in hook. Suck it in, suck it in, suck it in like you're Rin Tin Tin or Ann Boy Lin. That's that, terrible. That's pretty bad. But look out actually, for a hook episode sometime in the future. Maybe, yeah. Maybe if we can do something, maybe if we can do something for special listeners in the future where you and I go over that fucking song in detail. Oh, I could. I would I would really like to do that. Um, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about this song in particular. Dave Matthews Band released it in December of 1996. Yes. The third single from their album, Crash. Uh, and the song was nominated for the best rock performance by a duo or group with vocals at the 1998 Grammy Awards. On VH1 Storytellers, Matthews stated that the song was written from the perspective of a peeping Tom watching a girl at night through her bedroom I window. I believe that 100%. So there you go. Yep. Um, and boy, oh boy, this is another one of those songs where girls get all gooey and their panties immediately get uh, get riddled with wet spots. Um, from any orifice that decides to leak. I don't want to speak for all girls on this. Well, one. don't speak for any girls being a man. Yeah, but, <laughs> but uh, go ahead. I have seen girls that do very, very much love this song. Uh, quite a few girls, uh, and and girls that I've you know that I that I had respect in the taste that they had. Um, I I would diverge from that that you know specifically on this song. Um, but yeah, it's. I, I, I do have more than just the, the surface problems with this song. I'm going to say two sentences that are going to be two of the most infuriating sentences I've ever said in my life. Please. In July 2019, Darren Chris and Steve Aoki released an EDM-style cover of Crash Under Me. <laughs> Darren Chris unveiled the song during a class at a gym in Los Angeles. If that doesn't put urine in your fucking martini, I don't know what will. God damn, I mean, that is God, just some bullshit fuck. right there. It's like, how can could we make this any worse? If, <laughs> well, what if Steve Aoki and some other dude did an EDM-style cover and unveiled it at a gym in Los Angeles? It's <laughs> Mark, like... I'd just like to say that if I ever met those boys, I'd have to kick their ass. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just 
absolutely fucking terrible. I would also like to say before we get into these lyrics that I remember specifically the first time that I heard this song. Do you? Tell me about it. I, I, I remember it because I was uh, in my old neighborhood right near downtown Fort Myers living in a, in a small apartment with my brother. And uh, <clears throat> I was it came on late at night when a bunch of people were there on MTV and somebody said, oh, it's that band, Dave Matthews band. Uh, and I paid attention to it and I was devastatingly high Ooh! and I just sat there and locked into it and was like what in the fuck is going and I, I didn't know what was happening and I was paying attention to it and I was like why are they putting this on television because the video is it's extremely strange it was really weird and then they followed the next song was um Annie Lennox mm. um uh it was what was that song walking what? on broken glass no not walking on it was real slow Wow. Oh, why? Um, why? Yeah, why? I think it's called, it's called why. Yeah. And it was right after it. And I was like, what is going on? You know? And then a few days later, I heard the song Not High. And uh, reality came crashing down. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, what a turd. It came crashing. Yes, came crashing into, into you. me. Yeah. This song lost to One Headlight by the Wallflowers. And good. And good reason. Fucking good. Despite its iffy subject matter, this has been the soundtrack to plenty of lovemaking sessions over the years. <laughs> and producer Steve Lillywhite is no exception. Ugh. Quote, I can claim to be the first person ever to have made love to that song, he told Relics upon the album's 20th anniversary. My girlfriend at the time who subsequently became my second wife and mother of my third and fourth children. Jesus Christ, Christ. Steve, get a grip. Yeah. She lived in New York. Every weekend I would go to New York from Woodstock and stay with her. I would play her rough mixes of the album. I remember one night taking a rough mix of Crash Into Me to her house and making the moves and going, this is a great song making for making out to. And who moves. knows how many countless babies have been conceived to the song since. But I was the first. Jesus Good for you. Yeah, great. Fucking wonderful. I think if I ran into Steve, I would have to kick his ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck it. This, just look at all the bad that springs from this song, Mark. Yeah. I oh. mean, really. This song is extremely fucking creepy. And this song, it kind of reminds me of, um, of Fifty Shades of Grey in that if this song was written about Anybody else besides someone that you were obsessed with, yeah, it would be the creepiest and and most infuriating song on the face of the planet, yeah. But because it's apparently about someone that you're like okay with, it's supposed to be okay, right? This song is not okay, right? This song is very creepy. No, it's very creepy. It's and good. do you remember that that fucking uh, Saturday Night Live bit about uh, you know when is it sexual harassment and when is it flirting? And whenever it's Tom Brady, it's flirting. Whenever it's Fred Armisen, it's it goes that that, that kind of applies to this song. Oh, right. if you're listening to it with somebody that you love and you think is cute, you know, oh, Even oh then, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, but if some boy that is a fucking complete creep and you don't like him at all, and he shows up and says, "Oh, it's such a romantic song. I want you to hear it." This is going to be the creepiest song you've ever heard for the rest of your life. Yeah, um, let's get into it. <laughs> all right, you've got your ball. You got your chain tied to me tight. Tie me up again. Fuck. Dave. God damn it, Dave. I mean, basically, it's, it's, this is, we've talked before about songs being too alpha. The song is too beta. It's like, <laughs> this song is a way to like referring to, so uh, we have a genius annotation here. 
um, that doesn't say a super lot. It says a ball and chain refers to the weights traditionally attached to the ankles of prisoners to inhibit escape. It is often used colloquially to refer to a female, female. significant other yes. who may inhibit the activities of the male in the relationship. In this song, however, the narrator is a peeping Tom who is infatuated with the woman he's peeping at. She's got a ball and chain in the sense that he is trapped in his obsession for her. Not that he's complaining anyway. I do have a question. How do they get that much out of one fucking verse? Well, I think that that's taking the whole song into account into after account. you know yeah, the whole story. Yeah, because just, you're not getting that from just this first one. No. The only thing that I get from this is when he does the tied me up, tied me up again. I picture some fucking buddy like tying him up like a roast chicken before they throw him in a fucking oven fucking asshole. Who's got their claws in you, my friend? Into your heart, I'll beat again. Yeah, that's that's pretty. That's that. Now here we go with the, uh, with the. You know, is he referring to the woman as his friend? Is he saying who's yes. got their clothes in you, my friend? Yeah, yeah. What do you think that's referring to? Someone else that that she is long. Someone else that has her heart. I think that yeah. Who's somebody else that yeah that she has um that she's latched onto or has latched onto her. And that has her pulled close. Just so by not only is he a peeping Tom, but he's he's looking at her. Not that it makes it much worse, yeah. But because looking at someone against their will yeah. is terrible. But doing it when you know that they're with a significant other is even scarier. Yeah. You know what he sounds like in this? Hmm. He sounds like Ducky from Sixteen Candles. Yes. He sounds like like you know yes. oh, I've been yes. sitting like the kid from Not Another Team Movie. I sat outside your house, your window in the rain writing poems. Into your heart, I'll beat again. Makes it sound like he's like I think he's trying to make like a heartbeat reference, mm-hmm. but he's going to beat into her heart. Uh, into your, your heart, heart, I'll beat, beat again. again. Yeah, it's a very clumsy. I don't know. It's it. It's not a very good line. No. Sweet like very candy clumsy. to my soul. Sweet you rock. And sweet you roll. Taken directly from the book of bad lyrics for songs. Yeah. Sweet you rock. Sweet you roll. That, what does that even mean? It just should. I mean, he should be excluded from any radio play. Or any accolades at all for the rest of his career for those fucking two lines. Sweet you rock and sweet you roll. And saying that you're candy to my soul. Get a fucking grip. Yeah. Like what a fucking, what a cheesy, chintzy fuck. This is. And what girl is going to fall for that? You're like candy to my soul. (laughs) Sweet you rock and sweet you roll. Imagine getting a poem from somebody where they said that and you'd just be like, what the fuck is I picture this? every girl that I know that has a bra. I mean, every girl that I know that I, that I, that I associate with looking at that like, look at right now. One fucking eyebrow straight up like, what the fuck is this asshole trying to do? Lost for you. I'm so lost for you. I'm like a, like a little, a little palm frond on the ocean just lost. Oh, when you come crash into me, and I come into you. Okay. Okay. This is and I the, come this is, this into is you. Before the advent of the internet, and uh, and how all of a sudden we have these special kinks on certain sites that, that people are into. Um, but yeah, uh, in I, a boy's dream. Do you think he made her leg shake? 
I bet you, you he, he made, made her, her go crazy. crazy. <laughs> do you, do you Making think? me go fucking crazy. Uh, it has been suggested that the track is about a peeping Tom, namely for this section. Now I get it. The singer wants a boy's dream, mm-hmm. something generally sexual to come true. The pair crash into each other sexually and mentally and reach their peak. It is a combination of both a childhood idea of sex and a man's idea of passion. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that this is all happening in his dream and he's talking about having a dream cream pie. Okay. Is this a dream cream pie? If we were to leave it at that, Mark, great. That's fine. I mean, let's just say it's just his dream and that's all. And now we know who to fucking watch out for, you know, and that's it. That's fine. Well, one interpretation of the reading is when you come crash into me, the other is when you come crash into me, (laughs) <laughs> okay uh so i don't know which uh, one it's supposed to be if I it's telling you now when you come yeah. i want you to crash into me i'm gonna come into you okay or when you come crash into me i'm gonna, I'm gonna come, come into you yeah that... and then he says again i'm gonna come into you I mentioned something about a shower before this started. God, we, might have to take, we might have to take a, a multiple. halftime shower. No shit. Um, touch your lips, just so I know. All right, we've crossed the line from stalking to assault. He's actually placed hands on her. Um, oh, this, this verse. This is really bad. Touch your lips, just so I know. In your eyes, love... It glows so. I'm bare boned and crazy for you. Crazy for you. <laughs> oh shit, man. Um, I don't know that any of this makes sense. Um, touch your lips just so I know. What? What is he? Just know? so you know what? Yeah. What is touching her lip? What that she has lips? What is that going to reveal? Are these real lips? Yeah. <laughs> In, I guess maybe that he's not dreaming. Is that collagen? Is that? Did you get injections? In your eyes, love, it glows so. And what is it? Oh, love. Love. We, he's, he's saying the love. Oh, okay. Glowing. I thought he was calling her love. Okay. No, no, no. I think it's in, in your, your eyes, eyes love, love, it glows, it glows so. so. So what is What a clunky. He, I'm as love as I once was, but I'm once <laughs> love as I ever was. I'm bare boned and crazy for you. I mean, I guess just. I'm I'm just I'm naked. This is like uh you know this is kind of like the dude version of Torn by Natalie Imbruglia, <laughs> which is a much much fucking better song. God, I remember hearing that song and thinking she was so fucking beautiful. Oh, she was. And she's talking she about is. lying naked on the floor, and oh. I was just like, God, Jesus Christ! It's a great song. Oh yeah, yeah. She was a uh, she was a soap opera star. I think yeah, in like Australia. Portuguese or something or Australian. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, when you come crash yeah. into me here. Yeah, I think that's that. Go, referring back to you come crash into me. I, you know, you were right. It's the, the first one. You know, when you come. You come crash. Crash. Yeah. Into yeah. me. Uh, yeah, baby. When I come into you. Yeah, baby. That is so. That, the, the I come into you is bad enough. But when you say. Yeah, baby, when I come into you. That's a porn line. It is. In a boy's dream. A boy's dream. It's quite obviously a nocturnal emission. 
it's you know that's I mean that's what it is. Yeah, that's, that's definitely. What and I like is. how someone said, "Oh, it has been just this has been said that it might be a peeping tom song." No, it is. Yeah, he has said this is a song from the vantage point of a te- peeping tom, and it's making it sound romantic, and that's dangerous as fuck. Yeah, if I was a woman, I'd be so fucking grossed out by this song making it sound like if your intentions are pure. And it's love, not lust, that you have in your heart. Then this me. is okay. Come see me. Come talk to me. And you know what? If I'm dating someone else, don't. Maybe fucking, maybe leave me alone. At the very most, yes, talk to me. Yeah, talk to and me. And try and win win my heart. Explain to me why. Or just get it out. Yeah. Just get it out. Whatever it is. I can shoot the shit down. It'll be over. Don't fucking dwell on this shit for fucking too long. You know. If I've gone overboard, you have. You've gone overboard. Yes, you yes. have, Dave. There is no if. It's overboard. David, 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 sit down. I don't know how they do things in South Africa. Here in the states, we don't do this. Yes, this is not good. No, no, no. This wind up in jail. There is no if. Yeah, you have gone overboard. And then, if I've gone overboard, then I'm begging you to forgive me. For my haste. When you're I'm, forgiven. Talk to you later. <laughs> no, you're not forgiven. Get, you're unforgiven and get the fuck out of here. I can see a girl going, you're forgiven. Talk to you later. It's it's done. Okay, that's fine. You got it out. Bye. You know? Yeah. I it. Uh, ugh, Jesus Christ. Forgive me for my haste. The, the haste isn't the issue. No, not at all. The haste it, it is an issue. But it is a distant issue. Like, it is far from being the main issue. Haste it should is have like been brought in, up in the first, first ha- fucking ha- verse. Haste is like the f- first, you saying you're going to fucking, you're, you're looking at someone through the fucking window. Second, you're talking about fucking love, but you don't even know this person, I guess. You're not in a relationship with this person. Yeah. You know that they're... They have someone else has their claws into you. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, he shouldn't be saying this shit. Shouldn't be talking to her. Yeah. And I mean, like, look, I know that people will have different opinions on if someone's taken, whether or not you should state your case that you're better for the person or whatever. And that's another conversation to have. Yeah. Um, you know, depending on how long the other relation has been From around or if you should just leave everyone alone. Everything given about in this, the information in this song, he probably needs to leave his fucking girl alone. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if the only way you can see her is by staring at her through a fucking window. Um, when I'm holding you so, girl, close to me, and you come crash into me, baby, and I come into you. Oh, boy. Um, and then there's like a little doohickey, I think, with some uh, some fiddle going on and some saxophone. There's some fiddling going there's on some, here. Oh, there's I some guarantee you that, Mark. On. Yeah, he's yeah. fiddling away. Yeah. Dave's now we start getting her. into extreme yeah. creep territory. Here we go. Hike up your skirt a little more. This is like, hold, can I just say real quick before you get into this? Is it, this is kind of like a kind of like, uh, the music changes here? It's it's kind of it builds and, up and the meter the meter the cadence of the songs you know of, of the song it kind of wobbles in and out you know right here 
intensifying the creepiness of the song. Oh, this is definitely it, he is coming to a he's coming to a fever pitch here. He's yeah, starting to get his fiddling. It's, it's building. Yeah, he's building. Yeah, yeah. He's his hum is heavy with <laughs> with yes with his cream pie surprise. Crumb. Hike up your skirt a little more and show the world to me. Hack up your skirt a little more and show your world to me. First he says, show the world to me. Then he says, show your world to me. A boy's dream in a boy's dream. Oh, I, oh, I watch you there through the window and I stare at you. You wear nothing. But you wear it so well. If there was any question of whether or not this was... Can you believe that line earlier said, a lot of people think that this song might be about a te- peeping Tom because of this line right here. Yeah. Uh, no. No, here we go. This is the line. Yeah, this solidifies it. The one where he says, "Yeah, Why I, while I watch you there through the window and I stare at you, you wear, you wear nothing, nothing, but you, you wear, wear it so well. That sounds like a line well. from Face Off. <laughs> you remember all those creepy lines? Yes, I yeah. hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. Oh, God. Tied up and twisted the way I'd like to be. For you, for me, come crash into me. Why for you, for me? What What does she have to gain from he's, this? He's projecting his desires onto this person. He's like, yeah, like, look. Or his, he's, he sounds like, like an Italian, like... Uh, underboss who's like trying to make the look for you for me he's captain corelli come crash into me yeah you're gonna we're gonna we're gonna crash into each other yeah i i i don't know i i don't i don't uh, i don't defend any of this there's i mean i i I didn't like it from the get-go and you know how i felt about this baby come crash into me yeah crash into me And and we're can I just are you gonna do those last two lines? Oh, I'm gonna do the outro for sure. Because because wow, holy shit! Because here um, and we're reaching a crescendo here, Mark. We're we're reaching and 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 the bad part is is that we don't get to come at the end of this one like he does. Yeah. This crescendo that we're I won't be able to, to jerk off for a week. Is I'm so sorry. I mean, you were the one that wanted to do this. For, you're the one that brought this one up. You're doing it to yourself, baby. Listen. Ever since the first, second, third time I heard this song, I knew I didn't like the song from the get-go, but I knew I hated the fucking song from this next line. Oh, you know, I'm the king of the castle. You're my dirty rascal. You're the dirty rascal. When he does that, dude, I just want to reach, I wanted to reach through the fucking screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, it's... uh, it's using this like little kid rhyme when you're talking about wanting to come into somebody it we don't need that we don't need to combine you staring at a woman through the through the window right and nursery rhyme shit. absolutely not please no yeah uh, and, and the fact that he refers to himself as the king of the castle he's not a peeping tom he's like a mentally unstable fucking nutcase this is someone that has like severe mental issues that needs that this person needs help. to be yeah this person help. needs help i need fucking help help 
Uh, <laughs> Help! Yeah, just um, put the fucking jacket on this asshole and drive him away. <laughs> crash into me. Please crash into me, baby. Uh. We both know. What do we both know? She can't even hear you. She's through a fucking window. You're on the limb of the tree outside. She's inside. She knows nothing. All she knows is she thinks she's safe in her room. Right. To her detriment. From some gross ass. She doesn't know. And see the way come crash into me. See the way you come rash into me. I don't know if this is a typo, but it says the it's way you come rashing today. It's gotta be a typo. It's, it's gotta be, you know, those guys oh. over there. Oh no 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 no! Oh no 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 no! Yeah yeah! Just do it, Mark. Do it. What? It's the last line. That's it, it, just it. Dud dum dum. Hey, <laughs> that's it, dude. We're fucking done. I don't. I don't have that. We're fucking done, dude. Oh, you've That's been, it. never been so happy to be oh, done with a song. Never been in my so life. happy because Mark, it's not just the lyrics; it's the fucking sound of this song that just grates into me. It just it 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 all culminates. You're right. It just culminates in this just big gigantic fucking pile of sonic fucking feces. Well, you'll be surprised to know that Steve Lilly White recalls Matthews hitting a roadblock while trying to write the lyrics. Dave couldn't get the lyric right for that, though, he said. It took him a long time to get the verses, because all the vocals Dave would do, really, would be his typical no lyrics, just singing a stream of consciousness. (laughs) That was the vocal for so long on the album. When we came into the New York City studio Green Street to do the finished vocal, he just couldn't unlock it. I remember him going to Charlottesville one weekend and coming back to the studio. Oh, they're from Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or he, they're, they're now, I guess. Right, right. And he walked into the studio with such a big smile on his face, and I said, Dave, what's going on? And he said, I've got it. I've got it. He was so excited. I don't like Steve Lillywhite. <laughs> you know, I got to say that I did like, uh, uh, I, I don't know anything about that guy, but just what he says on these you know, I'm the first guy to, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud. I'm the first guy to make love to this song. Oh, fucking jerk. But I will say that Dave Matthews, his performance in Don't Mess With The Zohan redeems him to a certain degree because it was funny and he was good. Never liked anything that he did musically. And this song is really just the, it's, it's the, it's the tip of the iceberg when it comes to bad. Um, it's so strange that you picked this song. You know, that you were like, oh, let's do Crash. I was like, man, I really, really, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that there are songs that I that we can go over that I just, you know, I, I don't like them, but they're not anything that I just despise. I don't like listening to this song at all. Always, from the get-go, <laughs> from the get-go, I didn't like it. Uh, a couple things, uh, a couple loose ends to tie up on song facts. Uh, one thing says this was written from the point of a view from a boyfriend who wants his girlfriend back. Then he's no. not a boyfriend. Nope, nope, it is not. Then that, he's not a boyfriend. Wrong. If he wants her back. Then he's not a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's a creepo. Yes. Who is obsessing over someone that probably broke up with him, probably because he's a fucking creepo. Yeah. And I don't look. I don't want to come across like because I know and I can hear myself, and I know that this is coming off as possibly as being um, inconsiderate to people with mental health issues, 
Um, no, Mark. No. But this, holy shit. No, this, this is. This, this right here, I'm reaching back to pick up the lyrics that I threw away from me just a moment ago. This right here should just not be called Crash anymore and just call it Musings on Crossing the Line. Yeah. That's what it is. It's fucking going over the line. And then the next one is this song is about a voyeuristic man. Many people misconceive it as a love song and fail to see the true meaning behind it. Thank God someone fucking gets it. Yeah, that is one of that the is it. Yeah. It is not a fucking love song. It is it is an, an obsession song is what it is. Mark. Yes. I got to I got to cut to the chase on this one because I've been thinking about it for, for probably 10 minutes. Where's the creep factor on this one? Oh, it's I mean it's a nine it's a nine it's a nine it's gone it's a nine five. This has overtaken and I'm holding my phone that have the very lyrics high. on them very high. This has overtaken tonight's tonight. Uh, easily. This is yeah. taken and that was like for me like eight point seven, eight point eight. This is like nine point five. I give it a nine point five. Yeah. I'd say that's a fair that's I I'm I'm right on the it. The only right thing that would have made it any creepier, I think, is if he actually like physically like if he would have stabbed her. her or something. I or mean, or yeah. anything. I yeah. mean he, he well, does I mean, he does touch her in the well, song, he, remember? I don't know. I can't tell if that's supposed to be in a dream because right. this is a boy's dream, but right. I mean you have to while he's talking, it's hard if if you consider that everything is from the standpoint of him being outside mm-hmm. looking through a window the entire song. Right. Then he doesn't luckily for her doesn't physically touch her but excuse me i'm getting i'm getting i'm getting ill getting yeah you're getting Ill. yeah um just from talking about it but nine five yeah. easy easy the only thing that could have pushed it up any higher is if he made an attempt to get into her house or yeah. if he did uh and we do have some songs that i think might end up beyond a nine five there are um other songs by the dave matthews band that you know like i said you just put them on in the fucking background and they're okay right. i'm not gonna hate them mm-hmm. always dislike the sound of this yeah. song and now it's, it's just been solidified right it's been cemented as as just one that i'm always gonna turn off seth it's let's, a, right up there with the drops of jupiter for you it's it's really, yeah you know, let's let's put the song to bed it's for done. good it's done um I throw and he phone. throws his phone again um let's talk uh about um, shitty relationships and views on relationships from something that was written by what must have been a second grader, but sung by a yes. neo punk band. This is going to be this. I, I'm I am particularly I, I felt good. But at the beginning of this one, because I thought, man, we can just dive into it and just shred it to pieces. I don't like Dave Matthews. I don't feel good about this song at all. I am. I know I'm going to feel good about this next song because you and I discussed it. And it's one that I know tons and tons of listeners and people that I know have heard and are very familiar with just simply by the fact that it's got 17 million views on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And by the band, they were part of, you know, the public consciousness 20 years ago. I never heard the song until today. And I'm I'm excited about that. It is. uh, Yeah, it's um, we're going to do. Boys and girls, girls, or and, girls boys. and boys, by, by Good Charlotte. I'm sorry, Good Charlotte. <laughs> like it's I told you, same. I don't know this song. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it is a it is probably going to be a quick episode because there's not a whole lot of lyrics to it, but the lyrics that there are are, are so fucking pretty uh, goddamn stupid. They are very fucking dumb. Yeah, they are very fucking dumb. I yeah. don't know if you've ever known how dumb they are, but we will make sure you do. Yeah, Seth. Thanks a lot, man. So go ahead and go ahead and listen to that song a time or two. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. It was a joy. I. It's always a blast. Even when we have to look directly into the shitty fucking 
void that is mm. Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. I feel better for it coming out the other side. I really do. Getting to spend this Just time like here with you. the giant turd it is. In the, in the other side. We've expunged that <laughs> here at the Dick Castle. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for, for what you're doing on, uh, on the Facebook page. Lyrics to go. Mark? Yes. What you, what, what, what you going to do, boy? I'm going to crash into me. Somewhere between my mouth and your ears Some words got lost, the idea wandered off Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics2gopod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>